Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlich and McLean podcast presented by Ingalls, the official supermarket of Gramlich and McLean, the official pharmacy of my voice. Eric McLean, because we are working our way back. That's right. Come on, KG. You look and sound fantastic. Uh, I'm glad to hear the things are on the up and up uh, over there in, in your household. Um, and, and yeah, I'm right there with you. Ingles, the the official whatever we need, right? You need some Starbucks, oh, need a little coffee because you're a little tired. <laughs> Swing by and let's go. Whatever you need to, to get going there. What's the little magic... Uh, and there's some magical drink there, oh, like that just cures all Mac, your problems. I got one the other day. What was it medicine called? A med ball? Medicine ball? Yes. Yes. Medicine yes. Ball. You know, Kelsey it's just a weekend warrior. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. That's where it comes from. Because um, she is never sick. No, so never. She needs some medicine never, in her life. Uh, and never not working. Like anytime I turn on any show, she's, oh, Kelsey's hosting this today. <laughs> there you go. She's a, she's a legend. Hardest worker in the business. Um, but yeah, so a shout out to Ingles, um, because also... Yesterday, we had Amelia Rose official party. Now, listen, we had her birthday, very small, intimate on her actual birthday. It was awesome, amazing uh, with the parents and the grandparents. Um, but we had a big old 30-piece McNugget mm-hmm. uh, you know, gathering there. And actually, it would have been a 33-piece McNugget, which is my basketball number. Uh, but somebody's a sicko yeah. and didn't come. If the plague they're, they're had not in- hit my home, <laughs> we would have tried our best. So I appreciate you not getting us all sick <laughs> and not coming. But uh, we got everything we needed, of course, at, at Ingles. We did this really fun. You're going to be super jealous here, KG. Mm. I'm sorry. Because uh, I haven't put any pictures out, so you don't know what I'm about to tell you. We did three different amazing chilies. Oh, and they were so That's such a good idea. Good. They were so good. They were so good. We did two on the Traeger. Um, one was kind of just your classic, you know, you got your ground beef, your tomatoes, all your beans, all that stuff. And then the other one that we did on the Traeger was straight up Texas style from my guy, Meat Church. Brisket? So you had this like, no, we didn't do brisket because I didn't have enough time. I didn't have I 24 hours and then do the, you know, I was on the road. But we did this like steak, steak, beans. I think there was some jalapenos or something Ooh. in there, pepper, something. It was amazing. It was so good. Uh, so, of course, our, our friends over at Ingles hooked us up for that. So, there will be Instagram videos and pictures to come. All of you guys have to check that out. And maybe I'll drop a little recipe because it was Ooh, good. That it, it was so good. It was, it, unlike anything I'd ever done. Have you had anything like this in your I Texas I feel like roots? I probably have, but not in a long time. <laughs> and that sounds – Sure. War, it feels like it would feel really good on my throat right now. Oh, yeah. Mm. I bet. I bet. I bet. It, it was super good. It was super good. So before we jump into these games, which there were some big ones, uh, some heartbreak, some headache, uh, and some also some really good football. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about all that right here in a second. But first, a message from our friends over at Ingles. It's time to discover the convenience and time savings of contact-free pickup with Ingles Curbside. Just visit shop.ingles-markets.com or download the app. And your Ingles personal shopper gets to work with specialized training on how to select the freshest items for a pre-scheduled pickup. They'll even text you with updates. You pull up to a designated space and your personal shopper delivers your items right to your vehicle. Fresh, fast, and affordable. It's all in the bag. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. Mac, let's dive into the six games from the weekend in the ACC. By the way, five teams now ranked in the league, Louisville, Jumps into the AP poll at 25. They stay undefeated. We'll talk about Louisville. 
Florida State 5, North Carolina 14, Miami 17. Three of those teams they did not play. And Duke drops to 19. But we're going to start with, I think we'll just say the team that performed the best, Mac, and that's Clemson. Clemson looked yeah. really, really good up at Syracuse. They defeat Syracuse 31-14. to Dabo improves to 9-1 and versus Syracuse. We talk about how this game always brings up kind of spooky vibes, but Syracuse doesn't really win all that often. And I thought Clemson set the tone early with that hit on Schrader, the fumble. When you, It felt like the confidence shifted because Clemson forced that first turnover, right? And Clemson's right. had such turnover issues. That was pivotal, and forcing three turnovers was huge for this team. And Cade Klubnick, we thought Florida State was probably his best game. He did have the terrible mistake. This game, for sure, his best game, I would say, so far. Yeah, he, he was dicing it up. And, and some of the throws that he was making, you know, I, I'm thinking of a scramble where he's going to the left, finds Tyler Brown, who, by the way, has been a freaking revelation. I mean, this cat is Big so time. good. And if you guys remember, back in the day, way back in the day, I tried to tell you, I did tell you a lot of things about Clemson. Only some of those <laughs> have come to fruition. Uh, but he, he popped, like, off the screen so quick. Uh, you know, just with his why. speed, his versatility. Yeah, and, and so – it's kind of fun to to see that really come true and and just the guy be uber confident. I mean, it was, you know, fascinating after that Florida Atlantic game to hear him talking with Taylor, you know, because he had the two touchdowns in that game and, and just, you know, the excitement, number one, that he has to to be out there and to be doing these things. Uh, but but you just saw this like kid-like confidence from a guy that again, I keep saying this, but he just doesn't know. Yeah. He doesn't know that he's he's not supposed to be doing these type of things. And Man, it's been so impressive to see. So love that from from what we've seen from him. But again, Cade just being surgical. There was another third down that I think he hit Bo Collins that was a really tight-knit window throw. Uh, just smart decisions. Yeah. And, and again, he is so young and, and is growing. And even myself, super critical of some of the, the mistakes and, and the things. Just because maybe you thought it'd be a little farther along, which isn't fair. I mean, it's a position. I've heard EJ say this you know, two or three times just talking about various quarterbacks across the country that are that are young and in these positions, we have gotten to this point where we're not allowing people time to develop. Mm -hmm. Like we're thinking you got to be good right yeah. now. In all and, and that's just the world that we're living. Yeah, it's just the world that we live in right now. And, and with social media and access and all these things and the pressure that is truly on, you know, these young men and, and women uh, that are performing, you know, at super high levels, at super high levels of competition. So, you know, for him, he, he is on a great path. And I think if he just continues to what he's doing, running the ball very effectively, choosing his spots, uh, you know, to, to be effective and, and, you know, maybe not quite in the Syracuse game, but throughout the season. So very impressed with what I've seen from him, KG. That third and seven, Clemson's first touchdown, the pass to Stilato, that was a play where I thought, okay, that's a five-star. Like that right. that's that's the kind of guy Clemson thought they were getting, the talent, the ability to scramble, the arm talent, and the creativity. I mean, that's look, no shot against DJ Uyangale. He's having a ton of success at Oregon State. I said from the beginning, I didn't think his skill set fit this offense. You have to be able to scramble right. a bit. You've right. got to be able to make things happen. And DJ could go forward, but he couldn't really go outside, outside of the tackles. Right. And that's what right. Klubnik was able to do. He he created some plays with his legs. Kept the ball alive, yeah. kept the play alive. Hit Tyler Brown on a few of those as well, Mac. So yeah, just you can see him continuing to grow, and yeah. it, it says something too. You you probably could not pick a worse start to the season for Klubnik, right? right. National TV <laughs> only game on, and just a bunch of mistakes, and he yeah. did not pack it in. He did not right. become a mental head case. He pushed through that, played well against Florida State, and is now playing like this. So. You got to give him a lot of credit for that too. I think. 
No, I don't think there's any question about it. And again, I, I think that that kind of, you know, goes to show the way he was raised, goes to show the support system that he has and, and you know, kind of the, the you know, tapping into his faith and, and knowing. And he's so outwardly expressive about that. And, and I think what's very cool, and even these last couple of weeks, you know, when, when probably everyone sitting there from a national media perspective or from an outside perspective saying the season's over, yeah. like there's nothing to play for. And he sits there and says, what an opportunity that we get to play this week. Like we, we get to play and have joy playing this football game. And, you know, I think that in a sense, KG2, that's very free, you know, just to go out and play a game and, and go out there and, and do what you've done, you know, pretty much your entire life. Uh, but I do want to touch on that creativity piece. I, I think that that is the most attractive thing about his game, you know, outside yeah. of the accuracy, which Coach Sweeney has talked about time and time again. But he has that ability to escape the pocket keep plays going and delivering downfield. So he's that athletic. We've seen that in these last couple of games. But as you said, that this was his you know performance where you saw those moments where you're just like, whoa, mm -hmm. okay. You know, can you build on that? Can you keep going there? And on the road as well. And Mac, was it right. you who was talking to me about if we had a 12 team playoff this year? What <laughs> yeah. what kind of different how differently we'd be talking about Clemson? Because they'd very much still be in the mix. Now, look, crazy things can happen. I very much doubt. That if Clemson wins the ACC, perhaps with two losses, maybe we'll see. Sure. But if you're of a if you have a 12 team playoff, you're still very much alive. And right. of course, if you just make that field goal against Florida State, we're having a completely different discussion. Let's talk about the defense. I thought this defense was a lot more disruptive. Clemson had not been able. You mentioned that too against Florida State. Had not been able to really put the quarterback on the ground and get sacks yep. consistently this season. Five sacks in this game. Seven tackles for loss. Um, I thought, you know, Maskell had the big hit, ex-teammates in plays, TJ Parker, Jeremiah Trotter had the interception. And we'll talk about what went wrong for Syracuse. But I think part of it was you got a mad Clemson, and Clemson also won the turnover battle. And when those two right. things happened, it just it felt like Syracuse couldn't do much about it. Yeah. Uh, it felt weird. It felt like it we were in shocking. a different universe. Clemson, Clemson creating some turnovers there and not giving it back to them. Uh, they did one, and I thought that was going to be a touchdown. I was like, oh, yeah. my God, here we go. This is unbelievable luck. Um, but, yeah, the, I mean, those guys played lights out. And, and I thought what was you know very fun to see was a guy like TJ Parker continuing to grow up very quickly you know, before our eyes here and be a heck of a player. I mean, he is a disruptor. He is a physical guy, fast, has a lot of tools in his toolbox for such a young age. And, you know, it, it's funny. We kind of did some power rankings of, you know, our top positions. And we just had D-line, which is tough. You know, you got to throw a lot of people in that with defensive tackles and defensive ends, edge players, all these different things. And I put him at, at five on Friday. It's just the things that I'd seen. And production, you know, stats is what it is, but he's a game changer. And then, of course, he goes out yeah. and has back-to-back -back sacks and is just all over the place making different plays. So, you know, he kind of helped me out right there with, th with that. thought the overall play from the defensive line was amazing. You know, we, we hadn't seen statistical game from them like that all year, and, and so that was great to see. thought the linebacker play was great. You know, Barrett Carter was fully exemplifying his speed, sideline to sideline, making some really nice tackles for loss and had a sack himself. Jeremiah Trotter, you know, interestingly enough, I thought they were kind of picking on him a bit, you know, trying to find him in pass coverage whenever it was man-to-man. LaQuint -man. Allen and, and, you know, Coach Beck obviously dialed up a really nice kind of a, a, a wheel-slash-rail route out of the backfield for a touchdown that, I mean, it was mismatch, mismatch city. Just from an alignment standpoint, you know, when I saw him going to the right, I knew there was no way that Jeremiah could have made that play. Um, and that, that happened a couple of times. But 
he got the last laugh and, and had that amazing interception, was in zone coverage. He almost had two of them. Uh, had a one earlier in the game that went right through his hands, but of course was a was a you know a ball knocked down. And I thought that that kind of was you know kind of his get back and, and kind of him proving, hey, like I'm good. And and of course was second in the team with with seven tackles there. So this defense is playing at a very high level. Um, you know, I think getting Nate Wiggins back whenever that will be uh, is vital. You know, just because they need that guy. Um, but these guys are playing at a very high level right now, and it's fun to see. Kind of, it, it it actually stinks to see it. But it's great to see the response. It took a Duke game, I think, for them to kind of get to their potential. Um, but they responded. And, and this Clemson team in general, KG, I, I don't think that we – I don't think it was guaranteed that we knew this was how they would respond. Yeah, you know, yeah. There, there was a little bit of question marks for that with me with just seeing how they were going to play. And there's still a whole season left to see, right? This is just one of game. Mac, of okay, quick big picture question. Then we're going to go to Duke-Notre Dame. Take off the Clemson glasses for a second. Do you like – in this current situation where every single game matters so much that Clemson's already lost two and they're done. Yeah. Technically. Um, do I, or would do you I prefer like what we're going to have next year where you can kind of afford to lose these games and see what happens. There's no guarantee that a two loss team Clemson team makes a 12 team playoff either. Yeah. But that's what we love about I've, college football is, you know, you're seeing, I'm at the Clemson Florida state game. You are seeing Clemson fans dying with each play because right. you know how much is at stake with that game. Right. Right. You know, I, I think it is a little different to, you know, the fact that they lost two conference games. Oh, yeah, um, true. I mean, that true. puts you that puts you in a brutal hole, um, yeah. you know, to even be and represent, you know, in, in your conference and in years past where there are divisions. I mean, that, this was essentially the, the nail in the coffin. You know, whoever won Florida State Clemson was going, you know, that they were going to the chip there right. uh, and probably winning it. Um, and, and so at the end of the day, I, I don't love it, but it, it's it's what's so unique about yeah. College football. If you lose twice, you're done. You know you are out. Um, and, and essentially, you know, a team like Duke, a team like Notre Dame, as we saw in that matchup, as we're about to yeah. talk about, that was a playoff football game. If Notre Dame loses that game, they're done. The season is over. You know, and and they just play these. You know, however many games are left. Um, you know, nine eight games where it doesn't really matter. I mean, you can go to a decent bowl, I guess, but. You know, there's just a lot. There's so much at stake with this. And Coach Sweeney has said this time and time again, but college football is literally an 100 and however many team playoff because every single True. week is vital. You, you can't just lose games. You can't do it. And that's what I kind of like about the 14 playoff because yeah. every game matters so much. But, you know, I am excited to see more postseason football. So that'll be good. That's right. <laughs> Let's talk about Duke, Mac. Number 11, Notre Dame survives. They beat Duke 21 to 14, number 17, Duke. This game, I said it before, and we talked about how Duke was 10 and 2, I believe, when scoring 22 or more points since Mike Elko came. I didn't feel like this could be a slugfest and Duke was going to win. I felt like Notre Dame was going to be physical enough and make as many plays if it was a slugfest. And that is what happened. Sam Hartman, Houdini magic on fourth and 16, just making that happen. And, of course, I think the two turnovers for Duke, the one at the end, the fumble, of course, but the pick early in the game where you give up possessions in such a low-scoring game, that hurts you. But yep. it, it just felt like this had to be a little more of a shootout for Duke to win. Right. And, I mean, you have to give so much credit to both these defenses. They played yeah. so physical. Um, again, Audric Estime just always has these one-popping yards yeah. that just feel like it changes the whole game. And again, I know you can't take away yards, but it's a fact. You take away that 30-yard run, that dude has 50 yards. Yeah. They have 120 but total, and you're just like, 
dang. That was like, this the run. Crazy. You know? It happened. It was. It was. And that, that's what I'm saying. But it, it's funny how an entire body of work can be totally obliterated by just one play Um, and and how great he was playing, how great uh, Jordan Waters was playing. I mean, that dude was carrying defenders, uh, trying to get first downs, trying to get in the end zone. So we saw some really gritty plays by a lot of people involved um, in this game. It it was an all-out war, and it felt like college football, uh, you know, playoff-type caliber of game. Uh, and, And you mentioned Sam Hartman there. A couple of ways that I look at it. Number one, I strongly disliked the decision to go prevent defense. Mm. I, I thought that that was silly. Yeah. Um, I thought it was bad. I thought it was a bad decision, quite frankly, um, because I, I just feel like prevent is that white flag. You know, you're like, oh, man, hope, hopefully you don't get it. Yeah. Um, where it, if you dial it up, if you bring pressure, it was fourth and 16. That is a long freaking way. And if you bring up pressure – Quarterback has to throw hot. He has to get out. Even if the guy catches it and he has a hot read, is he getting 16 yards? Maybe, maybe not. If he misses the tackle, he might score. And EJ brought that up and coach brought that. I understand, but he scored anyway. anyway. So, you know, you get, you get more time, you get more time. So I I like the, I like the risk reward better of dialing it up. And they had done that for two straight plays. So when I saw, cause we were all talking, we're all sitting there, we're watching jacked up. And we're like, here we go, bring in pressure, bring in pressure. And I see a three-man front, everybody else back. And I'm Coach Rick like, was oh, like, no, no, they're not doing that. Like, this, <laughs> this is not good. This is not good. Um, because a couple of reasons. Number one, it just allows for a lot of time for the quarterback. Yep. Um, and number two, it allows a lot of time for a great quarterback, a very experienced quarterback who's not just going to be baited into, oh, there's eight guys back there. I got, oh, what am I going to do? He'll drag it out as long as he needs to. And then he went after he did that, and yet still nobody was open. He looked up and said, oh, there's nobody for 20 yards. Let me just go and get this, you know, for our guys. Mm-hmm. So I, I hated that decision. And it is nuts to me, KG, how Clemson FSU, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Duke, Notre Dame, these massive, meaningful games have came down to weird, bad coaching decisions. Mm. It, it's crazy to me. It really is. Um, you know, with with it's that deciding important. to throw it, not run it, not enough guys on the field, and then choosing a prevent defense where you know you, you're giving up a ton of yards. So it's baffling to me. It really is weird, and it just goes to show you how high stakes the game is. It goes to show you that pressure doesn't escape anybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody is is a piece of that, and uh, it, it was bonkers. But what a fun game! Uh, an amazing effort. I wish Graham Barton didn't play. Yeah, that was which I thought and was that came brutal. out before. Let me right let, before. Let me say this. Right before. I saw it on Twitter and I DM'd it to Mac, and Mac um, had a choice word. <laughs> Mac was not excited about that. <laughs> well, that was so that you broke the news to me. I mean, we're on TV. I do what I and can. I, here, here's how crazy this is, KG. I just did a tape seconds no. before you send this to me about how this offensive line is going to do work, how Graham's going to do work. I look at it, and I look at Kelsey, and I said, as soon as we come out of this break, I have to, we have to talk about this and walk everything I just yeah. said back. Well, and uh, it's, cra- it's crazy. But it's crazy. You, you were showing also the importance of Barton and not having Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. And those guys still did good. I mean, they, they did exceptional. First half, not so much. Second half, really rallied. Um, and then I guess you know we, we sadly do have to address – Riley going yeah. down and, and how much that sucks. And, you know, just it's a violent game and he's doing everything he can and, you know, just gets rolled up. And I think it's official, right? It's, it's a high ankle yes, sprain. Yes, that's what I'm seeing. So hopefully, you know, knock on wood, I, I think that's, you know, it's a pretty bad injury, but it's not life or life. 
<laughs> ending. Um, it's not season ending. Um, to where hopefully he you know it. he'll be able to get. He will make it. Uh, hopefully he will get back sooner than later. But it's just a brutal blow for Duke yeah. um, with such an emotional high, and for it to end with a loss, a fumble, like game over, uh, and then your guys on the ground the grabbing worst. his, the his leg. You're just like, oh man, this is. It's it honestly it makes you sick, physically mm-hmm. ill. To yeah. See. Mac, I will say, I think Duke showed themselves well. I thought yes. that game day and the crowd and all that was great. Yeah. And so, right. of course, you want to get the win. There's no moral victories. But a lot of season left. They have a bye week. Then they right. have NC State. Feels like we're going to talk about NC State. Kind of feels like you could beat NC State without Riley Leonard. But then you have Florida State, October 21st. Yeah. Is it too much to ask if he's back in three weeks? We will see. That's right. the big question, Mac, right. with Duke. Yeah. Okay. It'll be interesting. Speaking of NC State, this game is real. This game's really about Louisville. Okay. We're going to give Louisville credit. <laughs> Louisville beats NC State 13 to 10 on a Friday night in Raleigh. They move into the rankings 5 and 0, 3 and 0 in the league. Incredible start for Jeff Brom. That being said, this game was hideous, but Louisville doesn't care. Louisville said, we're going to win. A win's a win. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> NC State's up 10 0. They blow this lead. I, Brennan Armstrong making some interesting decisions. The two picks were very, very costly. Mac, wow. what what do we – Louisville, I think we can say, look, they're better than this offensively. They went on the road. They survived. NC State had a good game plan. Peyton Wilson played out of his mind. Yeah. And Louisville's going to move on to the next, and they've shown they can score more than this. NC State right. on the other side. I think this game – I think this game says more about NC State than it does Louisville. Right, right. Yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong. And, you know, I, I think this game kind of was – Similar to what we thought, you know, what, what we thought it would be because we know that environment yeah. um, it is absolutely crazy. We know the juice, the excitement, the potential, again, of this NC State defense. And they showed out. I mean, they played really well, mm-hmm. had a bunch of sacks, had a bunch of tackles for loss, um, you know, got their hands on the football, made Jack Plummer uh, really do some dumb stuff, too. I mean, both quarterbacks, yeah. they're not dumb people, but they made dumb mistakes, Plummer, right? Like, it was just Plummer bonkers. was still with the picks. The, both are two picks. Plummer was still a lot more efficient. He still made more plays. Sure, sure. No, no, no question about that. I mean, almost triple, you know, Brennan's yardage, uh, you know, and did get a touchdown. I think that's pieces around him. Um, but I think also kind of coming to the light is, you know, Brennan is also making some bad decisions. Yeah. So it, it's just a not great situation right now. That last you know, pick was NBC crazy. State. What was he thinking, Mac? I, I well, number one, don't throw it. That's what um, I'm saying. But yeah, obviously, don't throw it. you know, getting getting hit, you know, the ball goes. It was like a punt. I mean, the ball yeah. went straight into Arm the punt. air. Um, yeah, it was. So it what was do just you, not Mac? Good. If you're NC State, yeah, you have MJ Morris. I know that Dave Dorn has said that they want to redshirt him. What's the plan here? Can you just ride it out with Brandon Armstrong? Thirteen of twenty-five for one twelve and two picks. Well, let me ask you this. Why would you put MJ in this situation and waste a year? Yeah. If it's truly that kind of re- you know what I'm saying? rebuilding you know? year, yeah. Like I'm probably the fans want that. Like they want to win. But if you're looking at the future and if you're like in lockstep, and again, no info, we, we have no Yeah, we're purely we speculating. Know. But if you're in lockstep with MJ and saying, hey, brother, this is your team for three years after right. this, I don't want to waste it on this situation. But – doesn't <laughs> let me flip it back. Doesn't Peyton Wilson deserve the best quarterback out there possible? Hey, Peyton's just going to get drafted. All right, that's what he's worried about. Okay? I don't. I mean, he's putting his body on the line it is every a tough, single it's day. Tough. I'm with you. I'm totally with you. It's a tough situation. It's a tough situation. But I also know 
how difficult that position is. And do you want to just burn a guy, you know, by putting him in there and, and having nobody help and, and not feeling like, you know, it's his sure. team and he has to awkwardly step around and, and you know, win the team, whatever it is. Um, I don't know, but may- maybe we see him play this week. I have no idea, um, you know, or next week. We're not who, promised who tomorrow. He could get hurt in practice. That's right. You don't know. That's right. Of course, of course. So we have no clue. All I do know is that NC State has a lot to figure out. Um, again, with injuries, all these different circumstances, they- they've got to get it going. Um, and a Louisville team, as you said, very impressive still. Found a way to win. Got out of Carter Finley 5-0 and and now ranked 25th in the country. It's fun to see. Yeah. It's fun to see a name, a number by your name and a great matchup for them this weekend. I was going to say, and here we go. October 7th, right. <laughs> we're going to break this game down, 7.30 ABC. Louisville's hosting Notre Dame. Notre Dame's six-and-a-half-point favorite so far, Sunday night. Yep. Massive opportunity for Louisville. This is where you can really make your mark. And it feels like, look, Notre Dame, they haven't looked invincible. Right. They, they, and they haven't looked like they can really score on a good defense. So. Right. Stay tuned for more coming on that football game. All I want to say about this is just remember the last time Sam Hartman was in Louisville. Oh, shoot. Eric Macklin was there. (laughs) I was there, too. It wasn't good. (laughs) That's a great, great point. A little different circumstances. A little (laughs) different circumstances. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make me laugh. Okay. Kelly's in so much pain thinking that game. (laughs) I really feel good. It's just my voice is still... Coming along. Okay, speed round. Let's roll through these back. You were in Blacksburg. This game did not go how we thought. By the way, our picks were terrible this week. Let's be real. I bad. did gain a bad. game on you, though. Yeah, of course. With uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame with a two-point conversion. Of course. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Terrible. Um, Virginia Tech beats Pitt 38-21. Mac, I, I look, this good for Virginia Tech. You were there, again, yeah. those fans. Kyron Drones did some really good things. That's a great sign. Virginia Tech ran the ball. Yeah. Pitt is just an absolute disaster. I don't know how else to say it, yeah. but good yeah. win for the Hokies. Was a good win for the Hokies, and I think the, I think the most fascinating thing to ever happen. This this should have never happened. There, there's no way that it should have with a team who's given up 220 yard rushing yards a game, holds a team that can very competently run the ball for 38. Or so yards. we thought. I mean. That, so we thought. Uh, that is crazy town. You know, and the effort, the crowd, the crowd is always so good, KG. That, let me just tell you this. That place is like, every time I go there, growing on me immensely to where I might make a very poor decision in the offseason in some rankings. I'll let you guys <laughs> read through it and figure that out uh, as to what I'm talking about. But Inner Sandman, those fans, it is berserk. And I love it every single time. Sell out. Whiteout was nuts, um, and, and they were jacked up all game. They didn't leave because they're they're whipping the heck, yeah. you know, out of Pittsburgh. There, Kyron Jones from Jump Street throwing a bomb for a touchdown, and that place went nuts. It was so much fun to be a part of. Uh, they ran the ball really well, two hundred yards rushing, right at two hundred yards rushing. Uh, Daquan Felton was sick. Uh, he, he's just a big dude that can make some plays. Then you had some other guys step up, and here's also the deal. Virginia Tech made some really silly, dumb errors that this game could have been way worse. Mm-hmm. So if you think about that, is is this a massive momentum shift for them? Is this a massive swing? Or is Pittsburgh this bad? And it's sad and it's you're not happy about it. Who knows, man? Go ACC football. We'll figure it out one day. <laughs> I'm baffled by Pitt. I'm I absolutely baffled. that The fact that they can't even run it with an O-line that was right. people were excited about coming back. 
Yeah. And with yeah. like Rodney and Phil, Hammond and Sebo and these these running right, backs. Right, right. Daniel Carter, great guy, had one carry. I mean, he was the starting running back at the beginning of the year. Got a ton of carries. Yeah. Uh, but Phil, Phil threw that one bomb, which was awesome and great to see, uh, and then went like two of 12. Yeah. And you're just like, what is happening? He did rally, threw for another touchdown, you know, 230 yards, but just not enough. Um, and, you know, the Hokies got it done. And uh, big opportunity as they head down to Tallahassee. <laughs> Don't laugh. Don't laugh, Eric Backline. This is why we play Here's football. your reward. Why we play football. You got to play Florida State. <laughs> okay, two more games here. And sad in some ways, but happy for Boston College, if you look at it that way. Boston College beats Virginia 27-24. This game was a push, by the way. The spread was three. You took BC, I took Virginia. Vegas knows everything. Yeah. Um, BC kind of shot themselves in the foot with a bunch of turnovers. Virginia goes back to Tony Musket, which was interesting. Right. I thought he played pretty well. You go back with kind of the safer option, but right. in the end, Virginia just their second half was an absolute dud. So credit yeah, to Boston well, College, right? And, and you know, I think those four turnovers, like you said, for BC, brutal. Um, you know, and like just continuing to try to give the game away yeah. with penalties, turnovers, whatever it is. You know, for BC, and then you're down twenty-one-seven. You're just looking around, like, okay, what are we going to do? You know, what do we want to do? Um, you know, and, and they rally. You know, and you have to give them credit for that. Again, 200 yards rushing. It's a it's a great stat. When you rush for 200 yards, you're feeling you're good, and, and you're doing right. You're you're doing your job. You're controlling things that you need to. Uh, Castellanos again, just such a wild card, but such an entertainer. Like you just don't it's, know what's going to happen. It with is this fun guy. to watch. It is fun to watch, and the anticipation uh, that he had on on a, a fade route where he's throwing it, the guy's still in his break or in his move. And I was like, wow. I mean, if we're starting to get this. This young man's going to be a problem. Uh, there's some absolute talent. And then you just feel so bad for Virginia. They have been just right here. They've been in, in every, every game, game except for Tennessee. Every game. Maryland. For the first half. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Maryland, you know, they got ugly fast. Um, but still, they were up. They were up You're texting texted me. You. I'm at a wedding, and I'm like, daggum. And I look at them like, oh, <laughs> daggum. This ain't good. Um, you know, and so they're they're close with some pieces. And I know nobody wants to hear that, and they just want to be mad, whatever. Yeah. But, but they are you, just right if you've there. actually they're watched. Just right there. If you've actually right. watched, they are close. Yeah. yeah, and maybe that's more frustrating. And we'll I don't see. Know. Yeah, we'll see what they do with the quarterback position. I'm not. I'm not sure if they go back. Right. But we'll see. They play William and Mary this week. This is your one win. I when you think about could UVA go 0 and 12, they're going to beat William and Mary. They are. William and Mary just lost to Elon. Right. But right. I'm not sure. I see right. another win. Maybe Georgia Tech. Because, and that's a perfect transition, Mac, to Georgia Tech. Um, what the hell, Georgia Tech? <laughs> like, I'm I'm mad. We we were so excited for you on Friday. Right. We were talking about Georgia Tech's going bowling. They're going to cover. Right. They're going to handle their business. And I know y'all were talking about them on TV all day. They go up fourteen right. zero, and then they just decide to like forget <laughs> how to play football. Yeah, give it away. And, and what's even terrible. crazier? Yeah, let me let me just throw this out here. Which quarterback threw for 350 yards and four touchdowns? The winning team or the losing team? Which one? Haynes King. I mean, it's crazy. It is bonkers to sit here and look at that um, and say, how the heck did they lose? But it was just an ugly, horrible game, and the effort was weird at times. I mean, it was. Honestly, it looked like a team that wasn't ready to go. No, they, it looked they like didn't a team that's thinking about this from Miami. Bowling Green. Yeah, 100%. yeah, and, and 
you get embarrassed. I mean, they were 22 and a half point favorites and you get beat by 11. That's crazy. I mean, that is a 33 point swing. That's insane. Uh, absolutely bonkers. We, we should do some research to see the biggest. Mac Bowling Green had swings. the ball for 43 minutes. That's well, what happens when you can run there. the ball. It's like the triple option. They lost to Liberty, Michigan, Ohio. They beat East, a directional Illinois school, and Georgia Tech. You're exactly right, though. Georgia Tech was looking ahead to Miami. They they were reading their clippings. They were listening to the pod, Obvi, and they were thinking, oh, yeah, we're going bowling. You can't do that, Georgia Tech. Now, like, what are you going to do? You're not going to make a bowl after that, I don't think. Right. No, there's no chance. No. And we wanted I mean, this a, for you. We wanted a, this for you, Georgia Tech. We did. We did. And it would, be, it would be a miracle. And then, they're, you know, you're making a coordinator change on a Sunday. You know, they're, promo- they're demoting coordinator, promoting guy, you know, from linebackers to D.C. How awkward is that? Like, Ugh. nah, bro, get out of my meeting. This is the my worst. meeting room now. <laughs> I mean, that's just – it's bizarre. It's a crappy situation. I love Coach Key. I love these players, man. And – uh it's just brutal when stuff like this happens. But hey, guess what? Go beat Miami, and nobody cares anymore. I Everybody guess. forgets. Uh, Got we'll to come that play every week. Just, that would be hitting the big red button if that happens. That wouldn't be good uh, for anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not good for my health to continue no. to think about this. So you know, obviously what? not for me. It's killing me over here. <laughs> We're done. This is it. We're done with this episode. Thank you guys for joining. Uh, it was a fun weekend. I don't know why I got so negative and ended it here. Uh, but that's it from us. We appreciate you guys. Have a great episode on Wednesday and, of course, Friday. Preview a pretty big weekend. Uh, there's some fun stuff happening. So all week long, we'll be right here for you, breaking it all down. Uh, but appreciate you guys tuning in. Go over to YouTube. We need your help. Subscribe. Jump in. Jump into the party. Leave some comments. We have some fun over there. And then, of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts as well. Rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, But until next time, we'll see y'all.